Welcome to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Roberts, and welcome back for the 25th Sunday after Pentecost for the week of November 11th, 2018, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to get into the podcast, and happy Veterans Day. For all those who have served our country, I thank you here in the United States. I never could quite do what you did. And there are so many of us who haven't been able to do what you do, and so we honor you in that way. But for the rest of you who are not in the United States, there's so many good things that are going on as we're getting ever closer toward the end of the year, and I'm excited to get there and work through those with you. But before we get into it, we have a couple quick announcements First and foremost, I want to just say again, I've been continuing to watch God Friended Me on CBS, and I have been incredibly impressed and have really, really enjoyed it. I would highly, highly recommend if you haven't checked it out, it's worth checking out. There's a lot of really good faith questions that they're bringing up, and I really enjoy the interfaith dialogue that they are trying to generate within that. And there's so many just little small things that I really enjoy. I'd highly recommend checking it out. My second big pitch, if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainways podcast, their commentaries, and their discussions coming from people who teach at seminary, these different types of discussions... I'd recommend it. For me, not being an ordained minister, it gives me a lot of direction for trying to help bring this podcast to you week after week. But one final thing before we get into it, let's re-summarize based off the question we had last week. Our question was on Twitter, how well are you serving our, quote, neighbors, and how well do you help your neighbors in times of need? And I did get one response. The response came from a person who works in a place where there is a lot of diversity of different people from different areas, and they did a great job at trying to integrate them and try to welcome them to their place of work and help them with changing climate, changing times, uh, changing weather, and what does that mean for them And I think it's one of those things that we have to keep evaluating. There's a lot of different things where we may think we have a good idea of what service is and how well we're serving people around us, but I think it's always something that can be worked on and should be worked on and considered. So, as we get into this week, our gospel text is from Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 44. And this is where Jesus is in the temple. And he then is talking to his disciples of beware of the scribes, coming from 38, just a portion of it. And the reason that he's saying that is if these rich, wealthy people are kind of being quite boastful and quite just look at me type of arrogant, I guess we could put it, about their offering. They're making a quite a loud noise, if you want to put it, about their offering. And Jesus focuses in on this one poor widow who puts in two small coins that are worth roughly a penny. And he turns to his disciples and tells them that this woman has given everything that she has to live on and that 
she is closer to what Jesus is looking for. A very powerful, loaded text. The first reading is from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. This is where Elijah is traveling around. He goes to the city of Zarephath. And when he is there, he runs across a woman who is getting water from the well. He asks for some water, and then he asks for some food. And the woman says, I really don't know if I can give you food because we only have a little meal and a little oil, and that was what I was planning on making my final cakes for my son and myself before we die, since that's all we have left. And Elijah convinces them to continue to do their service, which is very big in the culture at this time, to serve your neighbor, to serve him, and that God will not let it run dry. And as he stated, every morning she got up to make another little meal cake, and there was still oil and meal in the jar. Again, kind of this God providing for us type of metaphor that is really powerful. The alternative first reading is from Ruth chapter 3 verses 1 through 5 and chapter 4 verses 13 through 17. And I would argue if you are going through this, at least spend a little time in chapter 2 and consider putting some stuff in there. Chapter 2 in Ruth is where Boaz takes notice of Ruth. He then tells his workers to make sure that there is stuff for Ruth to pick up for Naomi. Chapter 3 here, we get with Naomi then telling Ruth to, after the major celebration of the harvest, that Ruth then find Boaz and lie next to him, And then this is where the Lord blesses them. Boaz and Ruth become a couple. They have a child who is named Obed, who becomes the father of Jesse, the grandfather of David, and thus is in the line of Jesus. Working out of this very unique circumstance, we'll put it that way. The psalm this week is Psalm 146, and it's a praise psalm. It's how great and how powerful is our God that he has made all this around us, that he sets the prisoners free, he opens the eyes. How powerful is our great God? The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24 through 28. And again, we're continuing on this role in Hebrews of talking about how Jesus has come to once for all of us, not to be continually sacrificed as in times of old, that he then took on the suffering of the whole world on himself for all of us. When you take a first glance at this, I think there's a lot of, it appears to be loose ends, just kind of brought together. And when I started thinking about this, we have this woman who gives everything that she has to the point where we don't know what happens with this woman afterwards. We don't know how well she survives 
after this, but she is willing to give everything that she has, not out of abundance, but just everything she has to God. We have in 1 Kings with Elijah that, again, these this woman and her son, it's their final meal. And yet Elijah convinces them to split some of that off so that he could have a cake also. And then trusting in what he says, that the God of Israel will continue to provide for them. Ruth has been in this place where she has continued the dependence on something greater than herself. In this case, Boaz has been then also kind to her and making sure that she and Naomi are fed, that there are remains left for her to pick up. And this ties all back to the mission of what Christ did, that Christ came for all of us, that Christ came so that we may not have to suffer. So how does this all tie to science? And it's one of those things that's very difficult at first. But if you think about being human, there are certain things that we just do, we react to, that we then don't require that much thought. Or so it seems to us. And I want to talk about a couple of those today that I think really help us remember how, in a way, all of us have been blessed to be able to do these things. So, if you know the brain well, a lot of the higher thought comes from the gray matter or the frontal cortex of the brain. And that's where we have the hemispheres of the brain and then there's different sub-little portions of all the brain that help with emotions and feelings and we've talked about some of those in the past but there's the little brain in latin the cerebellum which is right in the back and that's where we kind of have that little bump that you'll notice the second bump coming in at the back end of the brain and what its role is is movement being able to make sure that we're staying balanced and if you think about that If we watch a young child learning to walk as that part of the brain is developing, the motor skills to be able to move limbs, move legs without falling over, and how most of us have been able to master this trait, it's pretty amazing. We really don't have to think about it that much. We can then start to react and start to move and flow and and use the abilities that we have learned over time to be able to do whatever it takes. That throwing a ball or moving our arm doesn't cause us to fall over. It's quite miraculous, actually. But the one that's even a little bit deeper than that, I think, is coming at the top of the brainstem, and it's very close to the cerebellum, and it helps with keeping your heartbeat and keeping you breathing, regulating the amount of CO2 in your body to be able to justify taking that next breath that we need. And that's the medulla. That little section at the top of the brainstem is there's, and I'll attach some videos down below, it's really worth looking into. There's a lot of really cool things that go on, and that's why spinal injuries are so scary. Not only because it's the central nervous system and all the signals from the brain come down it to control all these other limbs, but at the very top, 
it regulates the most basic things that are required to be able to be a living organism as a human being. Being able to breathe, being able to have a heartbeat. Without those, at this point, we don't know how you would live without having some type of machine do it. And as we probably all know, no matter how good of a machine we can make, we'd much rather have the original part working. And the reason that I bring these up is how amazing and blessed we are to have these things going on what seems like autopilot. We don't really have to think about breathing. At times we will, for various different reasons. Maybe you're running, maybe you're singing, maybe you're doing some type of hard physical labor and after the work is done, you can feel how hard your body is working. We don't have to think really about our heartbeat. If we did, what would we be able to do? There is so much that we are blessed with because we don't have to think about our balance that much. Again, occasionally we will, but in our general everyday walking around, we usually don't have to think about it. Or being able to move your hands to defend yourself or to be able to show something or being able to move your face to show an expression. So many things that we've taken for granted. And this doesn't even get into like the pawns, which again is at the top of the brainstem, which then is kind of like a big traffic cop for all these different signals for touch and sight and signaling them to where they need to go. There's a lot of amazing things right there at the top of the brainstem that again, we don't have to think about. We have already been given the best of what we could have. We don't have to think about it. So often, as I've kind of been working through here, the end of Mark, there's so many gifts that most of us are given that we don't think about, that we forget to give God thanks for. And we always hear it's the little things, whether it be from a championship team to giving a gift that means so much. It's the little things. It's the details. Jesus didn't give us out of abundance. Jesus gave us everything that he had. It's what we get out of the Hebrews reading. There was nothing left to give. If we look at the woman here in the tabernacle, there was nothing left to give. She gave it all. The woman at the well gave it all. Boaz made sure that he lost profit so that these women could survive. And out of that, God blessed them. Many of us here have been given more abundance than much of the world will ever know. And most of us are given the gift of balance, is given the gift of a heartbeat, of breathing, that we don't have to think about that, so that we can spend time doing God's work and putting in the time and work and thought process that at times it requires to be able to do that. And yet this gift has been given freely to us, free at least to us, at great sacrifice to Jesus Christ. What does that mean for you? How does that inspire you or change your thought on how you're going to do things today? It's one of the reasons that I really have enjoyed God Friended Me because I think it kind of gets back to that question of when God steps into a situation 
and in this case through a friend request on Facebook and suggesting people for Miles, the main character, to f spend time around and help, how does that change things? How does that change who you are? And what gifts have we already been given that are all out from God? So the podcast question, Twitter question of the week, I think has to come back to this idea of what abundance has God given you that you haven't recognized? And are there places that you can give more? And give, in this case, doesn't just need to be financial. Give can be serving God in whatever form or fashion you see fit for that. It ties back into that neighbor conversation that we had last week. And at times, I know for being in a developed country, we overlook the basic fundamentals of what it means to be a human being and the gifts that God has given each and one of us because of that, because we have very good health care compared to many parts of the world, because we've been given so many opportunities, even though maybe it's not the same opportunities as some, but still a very good opportunity compared to some, that is abundance. So what does that mean for us when we're putting in our offering? to God. And I know this is kind of a somber moment here at the end of the podcast, but I really appreciate you tuning in and spending some time with me. I am working on a couple big things and I've set some goals for myself to make sure happen by the end of the year. Listening to some of the different comments that I've gotten back from people about the podcast moving forward. So stay tuned. There's a couple big things I'm really excited about myself. If there are other suggestions or ideas that you have, feel free to shoot me an email. Feel free to get in contact with me. I'd really like to hear them and see what I can do. This podcast is for you. And the amazing thing is, is I learn as much or more, I feel, at times than even you. So thank you. So we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.